Oh damn, we're in trouble now. Hopefully you guys have had a wonderful week, because I sure have. Uh, did you do anything fascinating? I didn't. <laughs> did you like your week? I sure as heck did. Well, there you go. I, Robert, I can, I can hear your teeth grinding. I can feel it in your face. <laughs> you didn't say hello. You didn't say hi. Well, that was coming up. Oh, okay. <laughs> hello and hi. Konnichiwa. Yep. Yep. Oh. I'm not going to say anything. You were, you were starting it this week, and I told you I would not yep. I would not be mean to you. You know, it is... It's, Can you give me my water, though? As a mom, it's kind of fascinating to realize that <clears throat> your children don't change no matter how old they are, because you have the exact same dynamic relationship you had when you were, like, five and three. In what way? I don't remember it, so... Brandon and I still don't know how to... Our colors or share? <laughs> what? No, it's just... What? Do you know how to share? Share what? Do you know your colors? What kind of colors are we talking about? Say, yeah. yeah, you know, it's just, it's funny because it's like, again, it's like your personalities really haven't changed that much from when you were younger. Because Brandon still is very free-spirited and kind of just does whatever you want. And Robert, you're still grinding your teeth. Still crotchety old man. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, and, and it's funny because you all know exactly how to push each other's buttons. It's hot. We just started. It got hot. We asked if everyone's temperature was okay. It was. I was fine. I think the excitement of the podcast raised his temperature. Great. Speaking of um, temperature, great news. I'm going through menopause. I was kind of hoping you would just kind of stay off the that. the fuck is this podcast? Yeah, dude. I was kind of hoping, like, instantly when she started saying that, I was like... You know she was just waiting for any sort of buzzword. I know. Hot, temperature, <laughs> body, pause. change. We're going to pause this. Yeah. But does, oh that, God. does that mean that I go through menopause? Because, like, my entire body is always really hot? It's possible. Possible. Yeah. But, no, I just... The only reason I'm bringing it up is because it is such a taboo subject that, you know, women just... They hide from that. They think like that's like the end of their womanhood or something. And I agreed. <laughs> I don't, I'm here to shed light on it. It is like, you know, I, I'm not too sure if I am, but I think I am because I'm having some crazy hot flashes. Okay. So let me just back up so everyone's up to speed. You started with, hey, I'm going through menopause. <laughs> and then right now you just admitted that you don't know. Whether or not this is menopause because uh, you're warm. Well, I looked at this. Um, I read it. I on I, what? I Web.md. <laughs> I googled menopause symptoms. Okay. And I have a couple. Let's hear it. I have hot flashes. Okay. So do I. And, <laughs> yeah, so does Brandon. Yeah, Brandon <laughs> just literally like burnt up. He's like the human torch. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that's like the first one, and then it said like sleep, something about your sleep, and also I've, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That that? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're I think we're diagnosing Brandon. Yeah. Just having mood swings. Brandon. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, these are pretty spot on. What mood swings? <laughs> uh-huh. I'm not mood swing. I'm not moody. Yeah. Okay, we'll Brandon, we'll... I do have to ask you. Do you have any bladder control issues? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's menopausal. That's what it. the fuck? How how is that even possible? Or oh, is yeah. that just because I'm a, I'm a freak of nature? Well, um, I don't think you're a freak of nature. And I think maybe you have menopausal-like symptoms, but I don't believe you can go through menopause being that you are a man. Let's mm. look. Okay, um, Robert's looking. Yeah, is it? I mean, I don't even think it's possible. Do you have hot flashes and night sweats? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, I get I get night sweats you, when I'm when I'm really hot. And you have trouble sleeping. Yes. Yes. Okay, Ooh, um, okay we should both an- both you, answer. Okay. Start over. Yes. Yes. Do you forget things? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna ask this last one. Oh, does it have something to do with? <laughs> yeah. Okay, just remember skip. when I was like, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. You're like, I know. I'll guess. Yeah. Um, then say something really messed up. Yeah, I this didn't. This one says, say Do you have physical changes? You may also notice that your hair and skin become darker and thinner. I have been getting a couple freckles more. <laughs> like I got That's a freckle. A skin change. I got yeah. a freckle on one of my other cheeks, which I never had, and then I have a freckle on my toe, which I never had. So I don't know. Mm. So you have a freckle on your toe? I got a freckle on my toe. How would you know that? Because I looked at my toe. Yeah. Fair. Any other questions? Um, hang on, I'm doing a different one. But there's no way that I. I mean, I just probably have just weird symptoms as a person. Maybe. Do you um. have vaginal dryness? <laughs> Sometimes you just had to go there. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. yeah, it just happens like maybe, it. man. Should I answer that one? No, <laughs> yeah, no, this will be the quickest podcast ever. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. As always. We're gonna go drop our mom off at a home. <laughs> we'll cover so, the book next week. Yeah, yeah. So, Shady Acres is looking getting, really good. <laughs> getting back to um, hot flashes. Okay, really quick. I'm just going to tell you. So I have decided to embrace my changes. And it's just what it is. Instead of like fighting it and being sad about it, I am going to turn my hot flashes into a superpower. So when I'm out at the store and I feel a hot flash coming on, I turn into like this superhero persona. And without exaggeration, and I am not kidding, I look to make sure that there's no mischief or anything bad going on because I literally at that time feel like I'm invincible because like my body temperature is like 125 degrees and I'm all like, oh, if somebody starts messing with anybody, I'm going to go over there and be like, I'm going through menopause. That's your your superpower? You just scream (laughs) really interesting stuff. They're going to look at me and then they're going to try to get next to me. They're going to be like, whoa, what's all that heat coming off of you, crazy lady? And then I'm going to diffuse the situation. With your heat? With my body temperature. (laughs) Hmm. It is the weirdest thing. I've never felt more uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. And I just said the words vaginal dryness on the podcast. (laughs) Yes, you did. Anyway, so um, it's really, it's just this really weird sensation. But anyway... So what else has happened this week, Brandon? So what I heard, right, was that you're going to get into this superhero person. You're going to get sweaty and then start a street fight. Yeah. (laughs) What do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But don't. Okay. Let's just say you're um, you're a a bad. You're the bad guy. You're the bad person. I'll be be the bad guy. You'll be the bad guy. My name is Snake. Okay, Snake. So, Brandon, you play the victim. Why am I the victim? Because I'm the superhero. she She needs somebody to save. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Snake. Your name is Penelope Penelope uh, Chowderson. But Penelope what? No. Penelope Chowder. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. You're a librarian. Okay. And you're too loud. Well, <laughs> we're in a library. First of all, we're too loud. I'm I'm the bad guy. We're too loud. I'm I'm. Listen, Snake is. Hey, an I, I don't right. want back talk. I come here to just. Okay, I'm starting to have a hot the, flash, and I have to. <laughs> the book that you're checking out. Yeah. You can't check it out. The book is called. Things to do when you're a bad boy. You can't check it out. Because I'm, I'm a bad boy. Because you're fucking loud. Okay, you're meaner than me, and I'm supposed to be <laughs> okay, the bad guy. I'm having a hot flash, and clearly I'm not needed here because the librarian's definitely taking yeah, care of herself. Yeah, librarian can handle her own. <laughs> Penelope Chowder is apparently her own superhero. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, okay, I'll play as the victim. Okay. Hey, punk. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> We're okay. the worst improv group. <laughs> 
Okay, so Snake is being mean You're to Penelope. Airplane. Broom. <laughs> so, so Snake is being mean to to Penelope. Yeah. And I just and for some reason it just helps me get through like the hot flash. But then I just imagine. Okay, so I have to go over there and I have to tell Snake to stop being mean to Penelope. Yeah. <clears throat> stop being mean. <laughs> Why are you more emotional? <laughs> Stop being me. Because I'm hot and sweaty. Starts crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, okay, it's not worth it. And Here's I have vaginal dryness. Okay. We were going so well. You know what's funny? It's not me this time. Yeah. It's you two. It's not me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to put that in. So no. What do you mean so you just had to put that in? So no, because it was funny. So anyway, no, I don't know what I think I'm going to do. But I absolutely, and it's like every time I'm thrifting, I- You're looking for trouble? Yeah. Whenever I get a hot flash, I look for trouble because I think like, I'm just like, got like all these different emotions running through me. I am, um, I'm definitely um, a force to be reckoned with. So you're going to cry and sweat the person to get away? Yes. Okay. I'm going to turn into just this blubbering mound of hormonal imbalance and just, they're just going to stop and they're going to look at me. And they're going to be like, what the fuck is that? And then I'm going to diffuse the situation. Makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't well, argue with that. I mean, you know what they say, don't fight crazy. Mom's that's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's and, point. But don't you think that that's a good way to turn a, a negative into a positive? No. I mean, in terms of like, yeah, I mean, like what what is happening in your, I would say, undiagnosed <laughs> diagnosed menopause. Yes, that is, that is, that is, a, yeah. that is a glass half full situation. Yeah, you know, it, and, and, and it's like, it's really weird, but you can feel the hot flashes coming on. And I'm just like, you know, it's kind of like the beginning of an earthquake. You're like, oh, here comes another one. And you just kind of like, you get through it and sure. you're okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, you're talking to two people who would know nothing about it. But Brandon's yeah. going through menopause also. Oh, sorry, so Brandon, totally do you feel earthquake hot flashes too? No, I just get really hot. So what do you do? Do you ever like have like... What can I do? It's been happening all my life. I don't know. I just fucking take off my shirt and then it doesn't work. See, that could be your superhero power. Like like last night, I was laying on the couch and Pam was there and I was watching TV and I got really hot. So then I started drinking water and it didn't help. So I sat up. There you go. That was it. All right. And then I sat back down. Oh. I got really hot again. Oh. Mm. So I'm thinking that you maybe have a, an undiagnosed superhero power. Or I just get really hot all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's, um, you know, it, that again, it's turning a negative into a positive. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yes. So what's new with you guys? I don't know what's, what's new with you guys. How was your week? Anything good happened your week? Why do I always have to talk first? I'm, I'm, I'm going to North Carolina tomorrow. That's awesome. To go to a wedding. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Um, yeah. Yeah. Didn't well, okay, so... Can you do a little backstory as to about so your I'm wedding? So I'm going to a wedding <clears throat> to, my, to my best friend who I've met when I was 13, at the <laughs> supple age of 13, and he was he's 10 years older than I am. <laughs> yeah. So this is a classic love story of whodunit. <laughs> um, I was 13, he was 21, and uh, we met on a video game. <laughs> And we've been best friends ever since. Yeah. Yeah. And so he lives in North Carolina. I've gone out and visited him twice um, since I've known him. This will be my third time. I'll be the best man at his wedding. And um, I'm really excited. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be hip. You know, we didn't, that's just the whole thing. It's, it's like, um, 
I mean, when people, when you were younger and they'd be like, um, who's Robert's best friend? I'd be like, oh, just some guy you met on the internet. You know, Mm -hmm. do you want to tell him the corn story? Yeah. So I'd never seen a cornfield before and we were in North Carolina and I was like, dude, this cornfield's nutty. I was like, it's just like on the field of dreams. And so we stopped the car, we ran to a cornfield and we got corn. We also wore sombreros and (laughs) trench coats to a party too. That's right. And be telling me that. Yeah. You know, that's what I like. And that's what I think I like the most. His name's X. What I like the most about X is he like doesn't care what anybody ever has, has ever, ever thought of him. What he just likes to do what he wants to do. Not so much like a, I'm going to do whatever I want, but he just doesn't care about other people's opinions. And so like we went dressed to Mar- as Mario Luigi uh, to a part, like to an actual club. And we were just running around with mustaches on and he was having a great time. And like, he's just a, he's a really carefree spirit. And I think that's why, you know, him and I get along so well. Yeah. Cause you've been friends for, gosh, for what, like, Almost 20? almost twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Weird, right? You know, and I know he has a real name, but I still don't know it. His name is Steven. Yep. I don't believe that. It's I weird. Think he doesn't that, look yeah, like a Steve. He does not. That's yeah. just weird. Mm-hmm. What about you, Brand? Anything great happen? Um, not really. <clears throat> well, you did your stream. Yeah, I did twenty-four hours of streaming, but that was that was weird. And then one person made me, well, not made me play, but suggested that I played Phasmophobia at three o'clock in the morning for witching hour. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. Super scary. Did you get scared? Yes. Oh. I mean, I don't know. The thing is though, it's like, it's not really that hard, but one thing that I was actually thinking about, cause like I did some research, right? Mm-hmm. And the longest anybody's ever stayed up was 11 days. Ooh. We're not, Brennan, we're not getting that. It's like medically it hurts your body just mm. to do 24. No. Yeah, I, I read and it okay. said at the time that there was no and like there was nothing there was no health issues there's no nothing wrong okay. with the guy okay and he slept fine and like he slept uh like okay. a normal that may be a very rare anomaly but i'm very strongly urging you to not try to do 11 12 hours, days. 11 days 12 days i would go 12 days but you can't even do you couldn't even do 48 i did 24 okay 24 because <laughs> well, I'm, I'm getting i'm slowly getting my way in okay Again, no. Yes. All right, do your thing, whatever. You know, the whole thing is, is I, I think that you can have just as much of an impact being healthy. Which I am. I would just do... In what way? Because so go? far, from what you've told me since you've been here, is that you've had pizza for the past six days, you've stayed up 24 hours, <laughs> and that you are getting hot flashes. Uh, well, the, so the last remind one, me how you were the definition of health. The last one doesn't really matter because it always happens. Okay. But, well, I... And I mean, not for like the last six days. Okay. I mean, I've had chicken what? sandwiches and stuff. I've had Sammy's. Okay. Have you made anything? Have you made any food at home? Yes. Okay. Oh, good. Well, why don't you use these 24-hour streams as a milestone? Not like, hey, guys, it's Tuesday. Let's stay up for nine days. See, no. I, yeah, I was going to say, I personally think it will have more of an impact if you do it like during your celebrating times. A 12-day stream? Yeah, I do. I believe yeah. so. Huh? I believe so. What? 12 days. What do you mean you believe so? Yeah. Okay. How about like when you get to like a hundred followers or like when you get to like 12 days. Okay. <laughs> why don't, why don't you make it progressively more? So why don't you, when you get to hundred, do 24 do. and when you could do 200, make it 48 and when you get to 300, make it 72. And then when you make it to 500, you won't worry about it. Cause there's no way. See, what do you, okay. It's cause the longest I've ever stayed up was four days. Okay. It's in a row. Yes. Without sleeping. Yes. Where were you at for four days without sleeping? Playing video games at home. You were not. Yes, I was. Okay, so the problem is that you you are so stationary and settled. Set like set it. What is the word? Settled. Uh, not settled. It's like settlement. 
Sedative. Sedentary. Sedentary? Oh, yeah, sedentary. Um, that like it like physically like hurts your body. Not like, if I get up and walk. Okay, remember when I remember when you just did your 24-hour stream? I said, hey, did you think about maybe getting up and walking along the block? What do you, can you do that? No, I shouldn't do that because you're whispering at that time. Well, yeah, because it's at 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't want to think about my neighbors. Okay. And you're do that for 12 days? Well, only for, yes. Okay. Do you see where we're, where there's a couple of like hiccups in this plan? No. Okay. All right. Great. See, I personally think you should do your next celebration. Like when you get to hundred subscribers, do 24 hours. And then after did 24 hours, then let me finish my sentence. And then after 24 hours, people can, what did you say, Robert? Like they can <laughs> subathon. Like, so it's like they, they can do add a to your stream. No, and I, I get that, but I'm just saying like, it's more of like, how crazy would that be to go 12 days without sleep? Okay. But like nobody's benefiting. Who, uh, who wins in this scenario? World record. Who would keep track? Okay, I'm having a hot flash. <laughs> well, people watching. If somebody's going to be like, you can do it. Or people are like, okay. You yes. know? So I, I'm just saying after 12 days, there needs to be some sort of like incentive. If you just do it You to see, do the it, whole thing is, is that if you're so going to... I just wanted to do it just to do it. The whole thing is, is that if you're going to do it to break a record, then you have to like be like, hey, I'm going to do this to break the record and make sure that it's like legitimately being recorded. So... Well, yeah. You you know like yeah. contact um, the Guinness Book of World Records or something. Well, let's look. Let's Google it right now. It's a good thing we opened that door for cross ventilation. Here, I got it. Longest stream world record. He's making me hot. Yeah, he does that. So, yep. It says eleven days locked in a glass room in downtown Dubai. Okay, so he was locked in a glass room in downtown Dubai. Unless you're going to be locked in a glass room somewhere and there's going to be worldwide attention, why do it? For my own purpose. Anyways, so anyway, what are you guys dying? God. What about you, mom? No, I just it really quick in parting. Um, I just hope that you use these um, streamathons for. Um, for good and yep. not for evil. Which I, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. What do you about you guys? Go to North Carolina. Yeah. You what about said you? That. I got a pack though. Then pack. I'll do it later. I had a little bit of a challenging week, and I had good things happen, but I kind of was struggling a little bit um, mentally. So, um, you know, which happens. But I talked my way out of it. But let's see. I went to San Francisco one Wednesday. How was that? And it was good. It was just a really quick trip. Our, our flight got delayed two hours leaving San Diego. Mm. So it was literally like you get there, you ate, went and got our haircut and got back on the plane and left. Mm. Um, but that was good. But yeah, no, um, you know, and I just wanted to bring up really quick that not every week is, I mean, we have good things happen to us, but sometimes we have a team. We're human. We're human. And I just don't want anybody to ever think like, you know, we live a perfect we life. We definitely don't have our shit together. No. Brandon's no. trying to stay up a literally like a fortnight, which is <laughs> almost two weeks. Yes. Mom's a hot, sweaty mess. <laughs> Who is like having an emotional roller coaster all week. Yep. And you. I don't pack. Yeah, you don't pack. You, no. I had to remind you to try on your suit. Yeah. Which, yes. So I'm like trying to. Don't laugh at that. Yeah. Why? You're not going to sit there and prepare? Prepare for what? I already have the suit. I, there's no way I can no, get it changed. This, this is him. Where's the shirt? I'm yeah. like, well, Robert, you rented a suit. You didn't rent a shirt. 
Well, no, it should have a shirt. You would think that if you're renting a tuck, if you're renting a suit, a shirt would be included. Why would you want to wear a shirt that's already been you're, worn? You Why am I wearing pants that's already been worn? You because didn't you've rent a shirt. You I rented w- the suit. What do you think? Okay, so when you think of a suit, what do you think of? Suit. A s- okay, so pants pa- and a jacket. So there's gonna be uh, no underneath, no underneath, no undercarriage. Yeah, I'm, I, why didn't they send you underwear? What? I'm just saying you didn't rent it. You rented the essentials. What do you mean the es- a shirt is pretty essential, mom? <laughs> Then why don't you just get the shirt and underwear yourself? I already, well, I have to. Then why are you complaining? I'm not. So no. So get this, Brandon. So Mr. Um, you know, he just waits until the last minute for everything. So he's like looking for the shirt and then he goes on. Oh, tell her about the, tell him about the hotel too. Oh yeah. So then he's like looking for the shirt and I'm like, it didn't come with a shirt, Robert. No, no, no. So he looks on picture, picture showed a shirt. And he looks online, he's like, oh, yeah, no, it didn't. So all the way back from San Francisco, he's like, I have no idea how I'm going to get this suit back to the suit rental people. I'm like, well, I guarantee you they're going to give you a return label and you just send it back to them. Hmm, I don't think so. He opens the box. There's the return label. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. So then he's like, I'm like, you know what? Did you rent your hotel? Hmm, no. So he's so... um, frugal he's all like what about i'm gonna stay in there for a night and the only thing i want to do there is sleep i'm not going to spend oodles of money for so this luxury boutique no, experience no, no. I, wasn't, just, I just need a bed and four walls and so he's like what about this one i'm like robert it has like half a star yeah but how much was it 75 bucks that's why yep yep and i'm like you are not gonna go there and for 75 dollars bring me home bed bugs you're gonna have to you're going to have to fork over a little bit more money and get a little bit more stars. See, the problem, the problem is, though, is that you are, you are analyzing my travel um, experience as a Westerner who has lived very comfortably in California. Okay, what's the I'm problem? A, I've, I've been to a lot of really shady, really dirty places. And so, like, there's really very few places in America where I don't feel, like, I don't want to say safe, but, like, don't feel like it's, it's even the worst hotels are still good hotels. Because there's still a hotel. Yeah, I've been to some. I've been to some shit shows. It's nutty. Yeah. Well, you know what? The whole thing is, it's for fifty dollars more. You you could get a better room. Yeah. I just but, need a bed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know. Mm, okay. No. Or you could just sleep in your car. I don't have a car. Then you how the fuck s- you get an Uber around? Oh. Sleep in the back of the Uber. Yeah. Well, the best, the best part is X is like, oh yeah, dude, you're going to be like walking distance to the best barbecue shop ever. Bro, I had a stomach ache from, from eating an omelet because I eat really, I haven't really eaten anything like greasy. Like today was the first day I had carbs in like two weeks and like he's going to, I'm going to have, I'm going to blow mud. After, after airplane food, he's going to eat barbecue. You don't get airplane food. It's well, in the middle I meant of the like, night. Like in the airport. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I land at six in the morning. We're just going to go and find like... Okay. So let me ask you this, Brandon. <laughs> yes. Okay. So when we went to San Francisco... Okay. He... Okay. We always land and we walk over to Moe's for breakfast. Yes. When we get to Moe's, we sit down. The waitress already knows our order and he goes and he washes his hands and goes to the bathroom. Oh, you'll get the trip out of this. Yeah. Okay. So... He, and he always goes first for some reason, which I don't know why. I'm a gentleman. Because, okay, so he goes first. And then after he comes back, I go in. Okay. So I went in there and I always notice this. I never say anything, but I came back out. I'm like, hey, Robert, you're going to be going to England and you're going to be, you know, with Natasha. You need to start putting down the toilet seat. Oh, yeah. 
Brandon. Oh yeah. Thank you don't you. put down the toilet seat. Thank you very I have, much, Brandon. I, have, I haven't been in a situation Natasha, where a toilet this seat is needs for you. to be down. Oh no, dude, you always put it back down. So like, if I ever use like, if I know it's like a single, well, actually no. I mean, well, no. Okay, well, when I'm at the oh. tattoo shop and the toilet's already down because there's women, yeah, I put it up and then I put it back down. Yeah. Okay. But if I know if I know that there's gonna be women, yeah, hundred percent, I'll put it back down. But so if it's just like, Ma, yeah. But mom's biggest thing was you better make sure the toilet seat's down, or Natasha's gonna realize you're a scumbag and then not be with you. Oh well, there's a difference. No, I, mean, I like, just if said you're, if you're with her and yeah. you don't put it down, that's a, yeah, you're a scumbag. Wow. Whoa. Thank you, Brandon. Well, I'm just saying. Well, no, I'm just high five. Come on, do no, it. You're menopaused. <laughs> I don't want that. So are you? <laughs> yeah. Team menopause. Team sweaties. <laughs> No, but I'm just saying Team like, night like sweats. Go ahead. <laughs> well, there's a different there's a, I think there's a big difference between well, a using difference. a bathroom in San Francisco and then using you a bathroom in You knew I was coming I in right after you. I don't know anything. I'm not going to assume anything from you cuz the only th- the, the the most predictable thing about you is how unpredictable you are. That's very true. You want to know what she you want to know what the conversation was immediately right after this? Hmm. That somebody in the capital was bitten by a fox. <laughs> okay. Why does that matter? It doesn't because it's so fucking random. So you never really know what I was going to say. So flashback to San Francisco. He's in there lifting up the toilet seat and not putting it back down. Did you know that she was going to go to the bathroom after you? Debatable. Okay. That would be yes. Okay. Well then at that point, then like, okay. Okay. So Robert, just put your toilet seat down. So, okay. Flashback to San Francisco. I'm at Moe's diner at the counter. Robert's in there putting up the toilet seat. Oh my God. That doesn't even be part of the story. (laughs) And I get, I um, subscribe to the San Francisco Chronicle. Okay. So I get like news stories, like bulletins on my phone. Okay. Well, there was a uh, California representative. You next didn't say that. You didn't say literally any of those words. <laughs> okay. There Start was, over there was and a, then tell it honestly to make yourself look okay. the way you so did. There was a representative by the, by the Capitol that got bit by a fox. So if you heard that, what, he, what would you think? <laughs> Why do because I that's the only detail she gave me. Okay. There was a representative that got bit at the Capitol by a fox, and now he's so, getting treated for rabies. So, and to, to be honest and to be fair, I told him we needed to keep our eyes open for random foxes in San Francisco, just in case they were on the attack, and, you know, we didn't want to get bit. Well, where was he to get bit by a fox? Somewhere well, she, near well, the Capitol. She, yeah, that's all she gave you. Well, yeah, you're in the middle of a city. Is there but, any foxes in the city? There's coyotes. Is that a fox? It's not a fox mom. No. Then there's the point. But I'm just saying, I mean, it was just, I was just trying to be super vigilant. So that's the little, that just shows a little quality of her character because she kind of, she likes to jump to these radical conclusions. Whereas um, getting bit by a fox somewhere in the capital, like a hundred miles away from us is equivalent to me peeing with the toilet seat up. Uh, I'm just saying you have to be aware of your surroundings, whether you're peeing in the bathroom or walking around, put the toilet seat down, be, be weary of foxes. But what was he doing to the fox to get bit in the first place? Yeah. Truth. I think he had that. I don't know. I didn't say, you know, there's too many holes in this. I don't believe it. Yeah. It was on my phone. I still don't believe it. So anyway, anyways, so anyway, just always be careful of foxes and put your toilet seat down. Okay. (laughs) Great. Yeah. So to finish my story. Um, oh, you want to know what she's... Oh, actually, I'm not going to say the other part. What? About me. Oh, yeah. About your pooping? Don't. I didn't. <laughs> what? She was like, "Are you? have you braced Natasha to like what's going to happen when you go visit? They're like... The majority... He, a lot of his life is... Um, we don't need to talk about this part. Because she's going to listen to it. Yeah, she's going to listen to this part. 
she should she should be prepared. And the reason I brought this part up is he's painting me in a horrible picture. It, accurate. Okay, so we got up at three o'clock in the morning to leave to get to the airport. Yes. And we had made a plan to leave between three forty-five and four o'clock. Okay. All right. So I'm getting ready, and Robert. First of all, for the record, it takes me fifteen minutes to get ready. I've been ready since three fifteen. Okay. And he's been on the toilet for the remainder of the time. I got nowhere else, dude. If I don't, if I'm in the toilet, she doesn't bother me. That's a good point. So it's safe space. It's quiet okay. time. So yeah, it's quiet time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. I'm getting like, I'm ready. And I'm like, oh my gosh, where's Robert? So I'm like, you know, hey, are you ready to go? And he comes out and his legs had fallen asleep. Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Both of that. them. Yeah. So then, you know, as a caring mother, I'm like, okay, well, he's going to be spending time with Natasha in England. Perhaps he wants to be a little bit more so you like word, time Do you want to word it exactly how you worded it? Because I, you, are, you are altering a lot of these details. I was like, is Natasha aware? Uh, what? Uh, literally uh, driving there, I'm like, have you thought about what you're going to do in England when you have to poop? Yep. Hold it. You know what? You know why she's awesome? She was like, don't worry about it. I got two bathrooms. You get one, I get one. All right, dude. That's a keeper. That's right. That's a keeper. That's right. Don't even worry about it. Okay, but you might want to, and I'm just saying this, you might want to bring a little timer. Yeah. And then just limit yourself to that timing. Because you get kind of carried away where you lose track of time. No, well, I, I, well th- that's different. Okay, so there's difference. When I'm over with Natasha, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom to do bathroom stuff. When I go to the bathroom here, it's a lot like my panic room. And you are an <laughs> intruder, and that is safe space. Once he hears you walk away, yeah. where you, he knows that you're far enough, he yeah. gets out. Yeah, when I, when I, when I walk, when I'm in the bathroom and I hear footsteps, I hold my breath. <gasps> oh, okay, she's gone. Dude. Okay, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'll take that. I'll take yeah. that as a win. So, getting back to my original um, statement, it's just so y'all know, not every week is roses, and I did struggle a little bit. I had a really hard time seeing the positive um, and not the negative of a whole lot of things. So, um, you know, what? I just gave myself a little bit extra self care and a little bit of um, extra pats on the back, and um, I seem to be much better this week. There you Good. go. Yeah. You know, I just think it's really super important, um, especially like when we talk about life, that we talk about life realistically. Yeah. Because a lot of times I just don't want anybody to ever like. I think we got our shit together. Yeah. Like we have our shit together and it's always perfect because I just don't want it to be where they're like, oh, well, you know, they're always happy. Why aren't I always yeah. happy? No, we usually have to redo the podcast because we're screaming at each other. We've had to redo it a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, The best podcasts where we all just sit here and look at each other like, you talk. Yeah. Now you say something stupid. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. There's times we've had to redo the podcast. Oh, yeah. Just just because the energy. Yeah. yeah. So like. So like. (laughs) Wow. So, but like. (laughs) I'm not saying anything. Okay. No, it's just, it's, you know, social media is what you want people to see of you. Yeah. So just because it looks like, you know everyone's like got their shit together doesn't necessarily mean the case. No. See, and I truthfully, I wouldn't, I'm not opposed to like, if we had like a heated argument or if we were really had like a deep um, discussion that I thought would be beneficial, I would be all about, you know, recording it and putting know, that dude, out I get, there. I get mean. No, but the, the, what I don't care for is when we get upset and we get, we clam up, Yeah. you know, when our energies are just really just off to me, that's, you know, that's what? Oh, like you don't fucking do that. What are you talking about? You are the epitome of it. What are you talking about? Brandon, what's wrong? Nothing. 
you don't even like, okay, well, I'm, I mean, I can't throw stones because I'm in that glass house too. But like, don't look at me like I'm the I, like like I'm the one that doesn't do it. I'm looking at both of you. You do it just as much. You do. Brian, what's wrong? You wouldn't understand. <laughs> I never say that. I never say that. Okay, so Brandon, next time you have a problem and I ask you what's wrong, you're gonna tell me the problem. Some of it. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Truthfully, I mean, we I. You yeah. do, I guess, Brandon, you are more open than mom and I. Yes. But it does take you a goddamn, like, a week to do it. Like, when I, when I know there's a problem, like, hey, do you want to go to coffee? And, like, three hours later, like, so this happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <'Cause laughs> After you drink coffee in yeah. silence? Well, yeah. it's, it's not like, I don't know, I just take my time to say it. Like, it's not You're just like a little turtle. Okay, well, yeah. Well, you know what? Sometimes I think that, I, I don't know, I can't speak for all of you, but a lot of times when I get upset and I clam up, it's because I'm so worried I'm going to say something that I'm going to regret. Sure. You know, I words can't be unspoken and things mm-hmm. can't be unheard. And I never want to say anything that is super hurtful. Yeah. So a lot of times I clam up because I want to just put it all together in my head. So when I do discuss it, I can discuss it in a manner that's not... Um, detrimental. Sure. What got you to that point? Was it like past experiences or just like, because I remember you would never care like what you said. And this is no. just, just, no, just no, like, no, no. no, and I'm not even speaking about like anything like that or anything like that, but it's just like, is past experiences or is like, what, what made you get to the point of how you're not going to say anything? Um, well, my past experience was, is I was just, you know, from the way I was raised into my marriage and then um, through my drinking, yeah. it was just all volatile. You know, things would come out of my mouth before I even really thought about them. Mm -hmm. And it was like the words that came out of my mouth was just fun. It was a funneling of all the the hurt that I had in me. So now, like if something is to happen or if we have a disagreement, I'm more concerned over um, your your reaction and fixing it than I am of just releasing any um, toxic energy that I have in yeah. me. No, that makes sense. You know That's what fair. I mean? Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. You know, because to me it's like, and if I can't learn and if I can't grow and if I can't develop being sober, then, you know, it's just, to me, it's just a waste. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's, 100%. yeah. So that's why I always just try to like, un, un, um, unravel the thoughts in my head. And mm-hmm. I just try to take the hurt out of the conversation Okay. because it's really easy for me to get triggered like for past um, past painful experiences, and then all of a sudden those hurts start coming into, you know, like today. You're, yeah, and it has nothing to do with it. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So today we are going to talk about chapter six, which is um, motivation is overrated. Environment often matters more. So now let me ask you this. Do you want me to read it word for word or do you want me to kind of summarize the chapter? I would summarize the main talking points. Okay. You, you don't need to read the whole chapter. I mean, it's, it's nine pages long, so it's not huge. But I would talk about, you know, the big things that stand out to you. Okay. So how this chapter starts off, it starts off with um, how a primary care physician at the Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston um, she says she had a crazy idea. She believed she could improve the eating habits of thousands of hospital staff and visitors without changing their willpower or motivation in the slightest way. She said, in fact, she didn't plan on talking to them at all. And what she decided to do is she decided to change the environment of the cafeteria instead of trying to change the people themselves. So for example, it said over the next three months, um, 
let's see here. Okay, so what she did is she added water as an option in the cafeteria. Um, yeah. Sorry, I keep on, I'm trying to summarize it, but I'm going backwards. No, you're fine. Okay, so in the cafeteria, the only thing they had um, was soda. So they had a bunch of soda and all the soda was like in the, by the cash register and all the other places. And what they did is they started adding water stations throughout the cafeteria. And they didn't put signs or anything like that. They just put the water there. And it said, over the next three months, the number of soda sales at the hospital dropped by 11.4%. Meanwhile, sales of bottle, bottled water increased by 25.8%. And it says here, it says they made similar adjustments and saw similar results with the food in the cafeteria. It said, nobody said a word, but everybody was eating better. And it says, people often choose products not because of what they are, but because of where they are. And it says, your habits can change depending on the room you're in and the cues that are in front of you. Environment is the invisible hand that shapes human behavior. Which, you know what, it, it's, it's really, I mean, I'm a visual learner. Um, so to me, this really, it's, it said a lot. Sure. You know, so it goes on to state here despite our unique personalities certain behaviors tend to arise and again and again under certain environmental conditions in church people tend to talk in whispers on a dark street people act wary and guarded in this the most common form of change is not internal but external we are changed by the world around us every habit is context dependent thoughts accurate mm-hmm no, it's the truth. I mean, like, if you want a habit to form, you kind of have to have it in the foreground. You know, like, if you want to start drinking water, it's easier if the water, if it's easier for you to start drinking water if water's around you. Yeah. If you kind of eliminate that, that um, need to kind of go out of your way to start drinking water, then it's going to be harder. But if it's like literally right in your face, literally right there, mm -hmm. then subconsciously you'll be like, oh, yeah, let's drink some water. Yeah. That's a good point. So it went on to state that they um, they put this kind of um, thinking into like um, business. Mm -hmm. For example, if you go into a store, they're going to put like the most they're going to put what they want sold like on the end caps or where it's eye level and easy to see. Yeah. And then the stuff that they don't really think that are high end or that they really want to push, that's put more in the back of the store. Mm -hmm. So it says here, um, let's see here, we like to, th the most obviously available to a product or service is more likely you are to try it. People drink Bud Light because it is in every box every bar and visit Starbucks because it's on every corner. We like to think that we are in control. If we choose water over soda, we assume it's because we wanted to do so. The truth, however, is that many of the actions we take each day are shaped not by purposeful drive or choice, no, purposeful drive and choice, but mostly by option, by obvious option. There you go. All right. I mean, you got to think about it. Like even like car salesmen, mm -hmm. you know, because like I was at CarMax the other day when I was trading in my car and they had all the most expensive cars in the front. And then they put um, like the BMWs and Audis next to each other. And then they put like the nicer looking cars, but the, everything is more in the front that is the most expensive. And then it kind of branches out. Yeah. That's the same. With, I mean, like they say, it's the same with grocery stores. That's why candies are always in the, near the register. 
because it's like, oh yeah, it's like, it's there, it's in your face. You're like, yeah, might as well. And it, and it kind of drives that habit. Yeah, that's a good point. So then it goes on to talk about how, like, um, uh, like how our senses is it's every living being has its own method of sensing and understanding the world. Eagles have a remarkable sense of vision. Snakes can smell by tasting the air. And it says sharks can detect small amounts of electricity and vibrations in the water caused by fish. Mm -hmm. Even bacteria has chemoreceptors, tiny sensory cells that allow them to detect toxic chemicals in their environment. In humans, perception is directed by the sensory nervous system. We perceive the world through sight, sound, smell, touch, and taste. So it says, but we also have other ways of sensing stimuli. Some are conscious, but many are non-conscious. For instance, you could notice when the temperature drops before the storm, or when the pain in your gut rises during a stomach ache, or when you fall off balance while walking on rocky ground. Receptors in your body pick up on a wide range of internal stimuli, such as the amount of salt in your blood or the need to drink when thirsty. But the most powerful human sensory ability, however, is vision. The human body has about 11 million sensory, sensory receptors and about 10 million, 10 million of those are dedicated to sight. Hmm. It says, um, given that we are most dependent on vision than any other sense, it should come to no surprise that visual cues are the greatest catalyst for our behavior. For this reason, a small change in what you see can lead to a big shift of what you do. So that got me to thinking, like, um, I know, you know, we have been talking about inserting um, positive habits more into our daily life. Yeah. And so that got me to thinking, it's like, you know what, I know sometimes I'm kind of struggling with that. I mean, mm -hmm. have you had, what's your success been like on that? For what? for putting in some more positive habits into our life. Mine's been good. I restructured how my mornings are now. It's been really beneficial. Mm. Yeah, I wake up earlier. I kind of have more of a set schedule. I work out at different times and so that my day feels a lot more uh, structured and a lot more productive. Mm. Yeah, I definitely need to structure mine more. It's not like, because I mean, I've been trying to, like, again, I've been trying to wake up earlier, but then I just fucking pass out still. Like, I'm, I, there was a couple of days that it, it went well and then, once I just, cause like I haven't been sleeping until like three o'clock in the morning. So yeah. I just, I just don't sleep. And then I wake up later because my body needs the eight hours, but no, I just need but to you sleep for eight hours. Yeah, dude. Whoa. Why? I don't. Oh, I get like five. Yeah. No, see, I, I've been sleeping a lot lately, but I just need to, I need to figure out another structure, a structured way to do well, that. Do we well, have a boy, little second yeah. for you? Yeah. It's coming oh, okay. up. So you and just hang in there. You've yeah. read. Oh yeah. I've read. <laughs> and um no I, I think well i was thinking for like the positive thing like just put a note out every day something positive like yeah in like your visionary you know like in your in your way so you can just see something you know and keep yourself positive yeah that's what i was thinking see because brandon last week you told you know you came up with a suggestion of like in the mornings when i wake up to have like you know, have a cup of coffee. And then when I go to have my second cup of coffee to do something else, I did that last week and it really did help me, um, structure my morning a little bit better. That's awesome. Yeah. It works. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just easier. <clears throat> and then, um, on a side note really quick, because I know that, um, because now I go until nine o'clock and then at nine o'clock I exercise for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. 
And I had to make a readjustment on that because I was telling myself at nine o'clock I was going to run. Yeah. And like I've mentioned in some of the other podcasts, uh, as you know, as an addict and with the voices in my head, if I didn't make that goal, the voices in my head instantly were like, yeah, you failed. Mm. You know, yeah, it was, I, it's, pass or fail it's a pass you. or fail with my head mm-hmm. because it's like my voices are always just waiting for me to like stumble yeah. and then they like come and, you know, they attack. So for me, in part of getting my um, my thinking better for this week, I tell myself now that if, you know, at nine o'clock, if I'm not running, mm-hmm. I found an old Jane Fonda um, jazzercise tape on um prime and I'm going to jazzercise for 30 minutes because it was too hot by the time that I got um you know everything done it was too hot to run Mm -hmm. so and I I felt like a failure so what my suggestion is to do if you're building healthy habits out there have a plan you know like I said before have a plan b you know if for some reason you can't run don't beat yourself up then do plan plan B, yeah. you know, and it just seems to have helped me a little bit. That's good. That's good. Yeah. It, it's, you know, like you kind of structured it to, if I don't do this, I do something else. Yeah. So long as, yeah, I've given myself like, um, enough wiggle room mm-hmm. to still feel like I'm not letting myself down. Yeah. Well, that's huge. You can also restructure your identity, right? Instead of being like, I'm a runner, you can be like, I'm somebody who's healthy. That is exactly it. I didn't just label myself as a runner. I labeled myself as somebody who wants to take care of themselves. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. And this way too, like you'll never fail as long as, you know, like if mm-hmm. I'm not running, I'm jazzercising. If I'm not jazzercising, I'm skipping. I got to tell you, they, that, that jazzercise for 30 minutes, I was like, yeah, I ain't going to walk for the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I was bouncing my way to health and fitness. <laughs> so, um, it's stated here that the visual, um, that we are visual learners and it says for this reason, a small change in what you see can lead to a big shift in what you do. As a result, you can imagine how important it is to live and work environments that are filled with productive cues and devoid of unprodu- unproductive ones. It says, thankfully, there's some good news in this respect. You don't have to be a victim of your environment. You can be the architect of it, which I really like that. I mean, it's like he always is like, it's so, you can write your own story with yeah. this. Well, again, he never tells you what's wrong or what's right. He's no. always like, hey, interpret this how you will. Yeah. So he, he gave an example of the, um, the Dutch energy crisis, mm-hmm. I guess the oil embargo of the 70s. And there was a Dutch town that um, the people who had their energy meter in the basement used more energy than the people who had their meter in a place that in they the saw hallway. yeah, in the hallway that they could see daily. Mm. So basically, if you didn't see it, you didn't think about it. You used energy unwisely. Yeah. So again, going with the visual learning, it says every habit is initiated by a cue and we are more likely to notice cues that stand out. Unfortunately, the environments where we live and often and work often make it easy not to do certain actions because there are no obvious cues to trigger their behavior. It's easy not to practice the guitar when it is tucked away in the closet. It's easy not to read a book when the bookshelf is in the corner of the guest room. It's easy not to take your vitamins when they are out of sight in the pantry. When the cues that spark a habit are subtle or hidden, they are easy to ignore. Hmm. So, um, you know, in to me, it's like, again, it's kind of like, aha. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the truth, right? Like, it's really hard for you to practice the oboe if your oboe's in, you know, a closet. 
Like it's not, it's, it's exactly like the water metaphor in the beginning of the chapter, right? If it's not like in your face or if it's not like an end cap, if you don't actively see it regularly, then you're going to have, you're going to find more of a reason to not do it or you're going to not involve it in your daily habit or your habit stacking. Yeah. Or like if you want to go to the gym or do something like that, put your gym clothes out. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. Exactly. So it says, um, he himself had experienced the power of obvious cues in his own life. I used to buy apples from the store, put them in the crisper in the bottom of the refrigerator and forget about them. By the time I remembered, the apples would be gone or have gone bad and I never saw them. So I never ate them. He eventually decided to put his apples in a bowl and then set them on the counter. And then that triggered him to remember to eat apples. Yeah. So I think that was really cool. Yeah. It says, here are a few ways that you can redesign your environment and make cues for your preferred habits more obvious. If you want to remember to take medication each night, put a pill bottle directly in front of the faucet in your bathroom. If you want to practice guitar more frequently, place place the guitar stand in the middle of the living room. If you want to remember to send more thank you notes, keep the stack of stationery on your desk. If you want to drink more water, fill up a few water bottles each morning and place them in common locations around the house. Mm. Now on that one, I'm going to start practicing that one immediately because ever since I quit working um, at the office, my water consumption has just plummeted. And I'm going to start filling up my water bottle every morning and then I figure if I fill it up in the morning and put it out, yeah. kind of like he did his apples, I'll drink it every time I walk by. Yeah, that makes sense. Then you should probably keep it like in a, in a stationary place. I was going to put it on the kitchen counter because I'm always walking around. Or just like anyway. make sure it's always with your laptop because yeah. you always have your laptop on you. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. So it says, if you want to make a big habit, if you want to make a habit, a big part of your life, make the cue a big part of your environment, which I thought was really super Really super cool. Yeah. It says the same strategy can be employed um, for good habits. By sprinkling triggers throughout your surroundings, you increase the odds that you'll think about your habit throughout the day. Make sure the best choice is the most obvious one. Making a better decision is easy and natural when the cues for good habits are right in front of you. Environmental design is powerful not only because it influences how we engage with the world, but also because we rarely do it. Most people live in the world others have created for them, but you can alter the spaces where you live and work to increase your exposure to positive cues and reduce your exposure exposure to negative ones. Environment design allows you to take back control and become the architect of your life. Be the designer of your world and not merely the consumer of it. There you go. So that got me to, um, well, I'm going to, I want to talk about that, but let's go ahead and um, read a little bit farther because there's some really good um, thoughts that I think that we can all incorporate. Yeah. It says the cues that trigger a habit can start out very specific, but over time the habits become associated not, w- not with a single trigger, but with the entire context surrounding the behavior. For example, people drink more in social situations than they would ever drink alone because they're triggered by the fact that they're watching their friends drink, they're hearing music and they're seeing the beers on tap. Mm. It says, we mentally assign our habits to the locations in which they occur, at the home, the office, the gym. Each location develops a connection to certain habits and routines. You establish a particular relationship with these objects on your desk, the items in your kitchen counter, the things in your bedroom. So um, let's see here. 
Okay, our behavior is not defined by the objects in the environment, but by our relationship with them. In fact, this is a useful way to think about the influence of your environment on your behavior. Stop thinking about your environment as filled with objects. Start thinking about it filled as filled with relationships. Think in terms of how you interact with the spaces around you. For one person, her couch is a place where she reads for an hour each night. For someone else, the couch is where he watches television and eats a bowl of ice cream after work. Different people can have different memories and thus different habits associated with each place. Yep. Any thoughts so far? No, I think it's awesome. You know, I think assigning a value or assigning like a relationship to something is really nice. Yeah. Cause I mean like I'm, I'm thinking about it now. Cause I mean like, you know, I use my couch as, as well as reading, you know, as well as just sitting there yeah. binge watching TV, mm-hmm. but, or sleeping, um, but no, I mean, thinking about it like that way, just like instead of just going and just mindlessly not, you know, just doing whatever it is, it's yeah. like, you know, go in there and then think about that this is for that instead of just like, oh, this is what I'm just going to do. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to have a purpose for doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, each piece of furniture has a, has a, like a meaning or a purpose behind it. Like when you're on this couch, you're reading. Yeah. When you're on that bed, you're sleeping. Yes. When you're on that chair, you're working yes. kind of thing. Yeah. And it's just because like, Whoa. oh, sorry, there was. <laughs> There's a little... It's a gnat. It could give me a, a bite. What bite? What, I don't what? know, dude. It's a gnat. Yes. Okay, that's why we don't stay in $75 hotel rooms. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Did I ever tell you this one time we were in Havasupai? We stayed at a hotel that was right next to a train station, and it reminded me of just like the one in Cousin Vinny. No way. <laughs> yeah, because there was a train that comes like once a night or like twice a day. It was like one at three o'clock and the one at three in the morning. And you just... <laughs> the walls were shaking and... It was a really nice hotel. And he goes downstairs and he asks him, he's like, hey, yeah. you said that the train was going to come. Yeah. He's like, oh, I did? He was like, you said the train was going to come at three. And he goes, no, it usually comes at five. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love my cousin Vinny. Yeah. Okay, um, so getting back to, um, so let's read a little bit farther, Brandon, because we are all under um, a very unique situation where our home is our office. You know, my couch is not only my couch where I watch TV, but it's where I work. Yeah. So... And he came up with some really good ideas that I think are going to help all of us. It says, um, the good news is you can train yourself to link a particular habit with a particular context. So it says the power of context also re- uh, reveals the importance of strategy. Habits can be easier to change in a new environment. It helps to escape the subtle triggers and cues and nudge you towards your current habits. Go to a new place, a different coffee shop, a different bench in the park, a different corner of the room, seldom used, and create a new routine there. All right, it says in one study, scientists um, instructed insomniacs to get into bed only when they are tired. If they couldn't fall asleep, they were told to sit in a different room until they became sleepy. Over time, subjects began to associate the context of their bed with the action of sleeping, and it became easier and easier. It became easier to quickly fall asleep when they climbed into bed. Their brains learned that sleeping, not browsing on their phones, not watching television, not staring at the clock, was the only action that happened in that room. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. No, if I get tired, if I don't get tired, just get out of bed yeah, and then go sit on the couch. What? What? I'm not going to do jumping jacks. Okay, all right. Live your dream. Yeah, like if, you know what, and maybe that would be a time to do something else in a different room. Yeah, no, 100%. It, I think that's, that's a lot. That's a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll definitely have to do that. And you know what, and I'm not going to tell you what to do, Brand, but um, maybe... W- 
I'm not going to tell you what to do, but this is what I tell you what to <laughs> do. <laughs> but this is what I suggest. Well, you do the same thing, though. You're like, hey, I don't like not to sound rude, but and then you immediately say something rude. No, but I was <laughs> no, just thinking. Yes, you do. When? Yeah, you're like, no offense. And then you immediately say something offensive. Because I know. Then just don't I, take an offense. Well, okay. that's the same thing the mom's doing. Hush. Okay. So I know that sometimes like um, I don't sleep because my mind is racing so much. Yeah. Maybe get up out of bed and just go and write down those things that you're thinking about so much. You know, like if you're thinking about a stream or how you can do this better, like maybe just sit there and try to write it down. So that way it kind of just alleviates your, your stress over that. No, that's, just, that's a, I mean, but it's not even stress. Like that's the thing. Like it's your not mind just racing or what? It always races. Yeah. It just thinks about random shit. I'll tell you what, every time you lay down in bed and you're not sleepy, just get up and start walking, like walk up and down the street. That's a good point. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just something no, different really so that point. way you can yeah. disassociate, you know, laying in bed as not sleeping. Yeah, no, because I think that's what was my problem is, was like back in, when, like, I don't know, I guess the, in, oops, I guess the entire time is just like, I always just kind of laid in bed and then if I wasn't tired, look at my phone. But yeah. I guess, you know, if I'm just use the bed for sleep, mm-hmm. you know, instead of just sit there and browse or watch YouTube or anything, just like, if I do that, then I'll just get up out of my bed because then I'll have to associate my bed with just sleep. Yeah. So I think that's a smart idea. Yeah, I really like that one. And then it said, um, do, do, do. okay, um, it says trying to eat healthier is likely that you, okay, so it's saying, you know, if you want to eat healthier, mm-hmm. um, go grocery shopping at a new store. Because what happens mm-hmm. is that you become so automated over where things are mm-hmm. that you'll just like walk through the store. You won't even see other things and you'll just go to the items that you already get and then you just go from there. Yeah. So um, changing any habits, change your environment. So if you want to eat healthier, go to a different grocery store. So you consciously have to look for, for things instead of doing everything on autopilot. Yeah, because I'm going to have to get out of like stores that sell cookies. Yeah, because you know where the cookies are. Oh, dude, I get them every time. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, and they also know that too. Like, I mean, like everything in the store is is made for you to buy that shit. Yeah. So it's not just like, oh yeah, we can put that here. It's like, yeah, th- I mean, that's why the candy's in the beginning of the aisle. That's why the sodas are at the end caps. That's mm-hmm. why you know everything's a lot easier for you to find if it's unhealthy. Yeah, that's a good point. And you know what? It might be a good idea, and I might think about doing this: is um, rotating the stores that you shop at. You know, shop at Sprouts one time, shop at Roots the yeah, other, shop at Barron's the next. And then, but then Bless eventually you. you're going you're gonna to learn all three stores. Well, you, you do, but they, they change their... Um, they don't rotate yeah. it. Well, we only have so many different stores to shop at before we've shopped at all of them. Well, how about instead of going to like, say if you only go right, like if you start on the right side, just start on the left side. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And then if you start on the left side and you start finding a, um, something, just go down the middle. Yeah, or just don't go. Oh, no, okay. With that. No, he yeah, needs to go works. grocery shopping. I need to go grocery shopping. <laughs> it says when you can't manage to get it entirely, or when it says when you can't manage to get an entirely new environment, rearrange or redefine your current one. Create a separate space for work, study, exercise, entertainment, and cooking. The mantra I find useful is one space, one use. Yeah. So what I took out of this is um, like I said, the front room is I sat there and I put things on Poshmark, you know, yeah. I edit my videos and I also, you know, that's where I'm supposed to be relaxing and this and that. Yeah. So what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start moving in environments mm-hmm. for different tasks. Yeah. 
So um, I'm going to start editing my YouTubes here at the counter. And then I, I bought like a little portable desk so I can yeah. sit on the floor. And that's where I'm going to um, do my Poshmark. And then when I actually sit on the couch, I, I want that to start being like I can start winding down a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, that's a really good idea. You know, and so that way, again, a different location for a different task. Yeah. Because what I have found happened this week is, is I have no downtime. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to start, actually, I'm going to start taking a 30 minute lunch. I would. To where I'm not doing any content creating. I'm not, you know, looking on my phone. I'm just going to sit outside and talk to Liberty for 30 minutes. And, she and loves that too. Yeah. When her eyes get all squinty. And yeah. All <laughs> <her mouth>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I want to start doing that because I find that, you know, from the moment I wake up until the moment I go to bed, it, everything's a blur. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's constant content creating. And I'm not complaining because I love what I'm doing, but I'm just trying to do it in a really healthy way. For sure. See, yeah. See, I think I just have too much downtime because I haven't really been making like videos and stuff, mm -hmm. but I think I need to start filling up my time with a lot more. But then it just seems like your time just needs more structure. Yeah. Like that's you, what you need a, you need a, like a nine to five kind of like. It's, that is a hundred percent because it's like yeah. at, like at the point I'm at now I'm just like okay yeah like I'm not really doing too much but I just I need to make it more into like I need to structure my day as like a job. Now do you think that's why you're gravitating so much to these long streams? Probably. You're like I've got nothing to do, so I might as well stream. Probably. Versus like oh well I've got this to do, then I have that to do, then I have this to do, then that to do. Yeah, that yeah. that makes about sense. Mm -hmm. So I think like I might just switch the time I stream yeah into like early morning. Into like the afternoon and then the afternoon just start doing like more meaningful shit. Yeah. I mean like you can do a whole lot of stuff with the extra time and the VODs that you get from streaming. Mm -hmm. So the streaming should really be more of like, this is me just collecting the footage to make videos or to make content mm -hmm. for. And if you look at it like that, then you, then you restructure your day into having so much more purpose. And I feel like it also restructures the, like the stream into exactly. just like making more content. Well, it becomes more fun too. Yes. It doesn't feel like a chore. And that's where I'm kind of like, and that was kind of like one thing I was kind of struggling with mm -hmm. yesterday was just mm -hmm. like, I don't really feel like I'm doing like, I'm not making it as good as it should be. Yeah. So I feel like I'm kind of half-assing it and it's really not up to what it needs to be. Sure. So I think I need to, again, just like restructure and then actually put yeah. it like in here, how it says, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's a work. Yeah. I should probably make it like a work oriented space. Totally. And to be fair though, too, I mean like this is not a, un, this is not an uncommon pitfall to fall into streaming. This is a very common thing that a lot of content creators fall into. Yeah. And that's why a lot of them don't succeed. Right. Is because they get in this, they get in this rut where they're like, well, I, don't know what to do. So I might as well stream Yeah. versus like, Oh, well, okay. In order for this stream to grow, I have to deviate outside of this and restructure my habits in my day. Right. 100%. So like, if you look at your stream as in terms of just collecting content, then you've already got the content and then you can refine that into videos. Yeah. So like if you don't have enough for a YouTube video, you can make TikToks and you can do, you know, YouTube shorts of funny moments and things like that. So yeah. you can, you can really rework your, your mindset and rework your day to really, really be beneficial um, versus like, Oh, well fuck it. I got nothing to do. Yeah. You know? no, and that's what and, I'm, and it's not, and it's definitely, I mean, it happens to everyone. It happens to me. Oh you yeah. Know, it's totally normal. That's what I'm saying. So I got to restructure. Yeah. So Brandon, do, do you think that that might be part of why you're not sleeping? It's because you feel like you're not being as productive as no, you should be. No, I just, I, I just don't sleep. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you give like, like they're saying, why don't you give certain rooms, certain purposes? So when you're in your computer room, why don't you, you stream, and then you can download the VOD to your MacBook 
And then why don't you edit videos outside, like in the Miranda? Yeah, no, that's a smart idea. You know, yeah, that's a smart idea. Because this way too, you're like you're you're outside, you're getting that fresh air, you're getting like a nice little breeze, yeah. and like it lets you know that when you're in that room, you're you're making content. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's hundred percent. I should probably mm-hmm. do that. And can I offer one suggestion uh-huh. um, for your mental health? I would maybe take like one afternoon or one morning a week, and just go for a motorcycle ride. No, yeah, I've already thought about that. You know, yeah. that's something I have already thought about. Or walk around the duck pond. Yeah, no, there's a lot of stuff. Because I was actually outside before we started this podcast. And I started thinking to myself, like, dude, I just need to do something. Yeah. And I thought about just riding my, like, bicycle. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, just going on a, like, totally. a bike ride somewhere. I mean, that's great cardio, cardio uh, vascular workout. Yeah. You know, it's nice for your headspace. It's nice for your body. Like, ride your bike down to the bike track. Yeah, I could do that. Or I you was know? thinking just, like, down um, Rancho. Yeah. Just yeah, because I found on Friday, I was trying to do a YouTube, and I had nothing. I was just standing there for like 15 minutes staring at myself, recording mm-hmm. myself. So I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I got to, mm-hmm. you know, I got to take the afternoon off. And, and I went, and I, you know, I went um, thrifting, and, and it was a really nice, but I, I realized at that point that I wasn't giving myself enough breaks. Yeah. You know, I had to um, just have like, half an afternoon for myself and mm-hmm. it really helped a lot oh yeah no 100 because you're not just sitting there stuck mm-hmm. in yeah. one place and then you kind of feel like it's just the same thing over and over again well it's also like, too like if you if you structure your day where it's like things are more i want to say like yeah you get structured like you have certain time blocks for certain things then it, it focuses you to do that task while the time you have it you're mm-hmm. like well i have to do it within this time because i have something else planned mm-hmm. and versus like oh well i'll do this or i'll do this sometime today yeah you know that, that's true because i mean like if, if i wake up early enough i could go down to the bike track. totally yeah like, you know i can just do that yeah. and then ride back yeah and you and can do that you I mean it depends on what time you wake up but you can even do that before 10 that's what i'm saying you know mm-hmm. you can wake up at eight go down there from eight to nine you know, then come back up at like 10.30, shower, eat, and you'll be ready for your stream by one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you just want to make sure that you still give yourself enough time to like do the other things associated with growing your channel. No, no, no. Because, yeah. I because mean... You, 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 Brandon could stream from one to five and then from five to eight, be making content, mm-hmm. eat your dinner, and then you have the rest of the night off. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, I was telling Robert, I ran an analytics on my YouTube channel and um, the majority... Go ahead. The majority of, um, and just so you all know, Brandon got a little thirsty because he's going through menopause. <laughs> it's the world's smallest glass with the world's smallest amount of water. You got up to do something. I went to get the charger for the laptop. Oh, I don't want to hear it. So anyway, I was telling Robert it was quiet. That, that I ran the analytics on my YouTube channel and the majority of my traffic to my channel is actually the shorts. Yeah. Yep. So it's the fastest way to grow a channel. It is the fastest way to grow a YouTube channel is yeah. to do your shorts. Yeah. So, you know, just to give yourself um, ideas for content and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because there's a couple of, like, videos that I made that, I, like, you know... I mean, not that I that I made, that I recorded, that there were some funny points in it that I can definitely just make into shorts yeah. and just put it on all the channels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I can do. It's just I got to fucking do it. Yeah. That's the hard, it. The hard part is pen and paper, yeah. right? You know, getting to, getting to go. But that's always been... I mean, I know for me that's always been the hardest part, and I've seen it in both of you. Yeah. It's... Oh, the first step is always the hardest with us. Mm-hmm. But once we make that step, it's once you turn it into a habit. Yeah. And I think like the one thing that's also that makes it kind of difficult is just like, what if I fail? But yeah. like at that point, like that's not the thing that you really have to start thinking about. It's yeah. like, well, what if I succeed? Yeah. You know, like that's the better way to think about it instead of just like, oh shit, what if I fail? Yeah. But it's more like, 
well, what if I succeed and I do something that I've always wanted to do? Yeah, mm-hmm. very true. So it's just the change, just like that one change and just thinking. Yeah, it's a slow, gradual change because exactly. you're making it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of like the whole fear of, um, you know, you, you just you just never know if you're going to fail if you don't, you, you'll never know if you don't try. Exactly. Yeah. You know. And it's better good. try and fail than never try at all. Yeah. But yeah, and that's or just try the and whole, succeed. But the whole thing is, is like, it's, it's not even a pass or fail kind of thing. I mean, you try it and it's not working 100%. You just change it a little bit and you just keep on going forward. Oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah. the only way to do it. So it says here, um, so he basically, what he did is he um, he changed his environment. He got a larger um, house. And so he had like an office to work, a front room to relax, a kitchen to cook in. It says, whenever possible, avoid mixing the context of one habit with another. When you start mixing contexts, you start mixing habits and the easier ones will usually win out. This is one reason why the the versatility of modern technology is both a strength and a weakness. You can use your phone for all sorts of tasks, which makes it powerful. But when you use your phone to do nearly anything, it becomes, but when you use your phone to do nearly anything, it becomes hard to associate it with just one task. You want to be productive, but you also condition to browse social media, check email, play video games whenever you open your phone. It is a mis- mismatch of cues. Mm-hmm. You may be thinking, but you don't understand. I live in New York City. My apartment is the size of a smartphone. I need each room to play, mul- to, um, play multiple roles. Fair enough. If your space is limited, divide your room into activity zones. A chair for reading, a desk for writing, a table for eating. You do the same with your digital spaces. I know a writer who uses his computer only for writing, a tablet only for reading, and the phone only for social media and texting. Every habit should have a home. If you manage to stick with the strategy, each context will become associated with a particular habit and mode of thought. Habits thrive upon Habits thrive under predictable circumstances like these. Focus comes automatically when you are sitting at your work desk. Relaxation is easier when you're in a space designated for that purpose. Sleep comes quickly when it is the only thing that happens in your bedroom. If you want behaviors that are stable and predictable, you need an environment that is stable and predictable. A stable environment where everything has a place and a purpose is an environment where habits can easily form. Boom. Boom. Brandon, did you want to read the chapter summary? No, that's all you. Chapter summary. Small changes in context can lead to large changes in behavior over time. Every habit is initiated by a cue. We all move more. We We are more likely to notice cues that stand out. Make the cues of good habits obvious in your environment. Gradually, your habits become associated not with a single trigger, but with an entire context surrounding the behavior. The context becomes the cue. It is easier to build new habits in a new environment because you are not fighting against old cues. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. So, I mean, I've definitely, I'm going to make some changes this week. Um, Like I said, I'm going to try to not only designate like specific times for um, specific tasks mm-hmm. but also give it like a, a per, like a room yeah. yeah and even though like i said you know like the front room is my office my bedroom is my you know everything's kind of my office i'm yeah. going to do it more to where you know 
when I'm in the front room, I'm going to use my portable little desktop yeah. desk. Mm-hmm. You know, something. You can even like work that. at the dining table over there too. I can, but I can't see TV. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can, and I'll definitely incorporate that. But I did catch myself this week um, where I was. I went to the post office to drop off something, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to stop by Goodwill. And I'm like, yeah. no, that's not within my my um my structure of a healthy habit Mm -hmm. you know i don't need anything from goodwill so you know it's not going to benefit me for wasting that time because it's just going to make me more stressed when i come home to get the content out that i wanted to totally so i mean these little small subtle helps are hints are definitely helping um and you know with growth sometimes you have little growing pains but i think it's it's really cool yeah i like it yeah yeah and i and i'm really proud of both of you robert are you going to change anything of your environment Nope. Everything's in that one room. In your bathroom. In my bathroom. <laughs> well, soon my, my, my environment will change because I'll be in England. So yeah. that's the only... That's North the only Carolina thing. and England. It, yep. Traveling a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. And then uh, I think Ari invited me to Hawaii soon too. You should so. go. Yeah, I totally am. Yeah. I have yeah. to give him his birthday present anyway. Uh, tell him happy birthday for me. I will. Yeah. His birthday's on the 19th of April. Just kidding. I'll text him. Yeah, um, yeah. He, so he invited me to Hawaii. That's so, super cool. Yeah. Well, very good. But he lives. But it would be in Waikiki. What's wrong with that? It's not, that's on Oahu. What's wrong with that? It's a, it's the most popular island. Oh, that's wrong. I think it's Waikiki. Waikiki. Is okay. Waikiki on Maui or? You know Oahu? what? It's Hawaii. Get over it. Just yeah, go. dude. I know. I was like, I've never even been. You never been to Hawaii? No. That's right. We'll uh, have to go do. We'll have to go do a live podcast from Hawaii. No, I'm good. You don't want to go to Hawaii. Yeah, it's in a while. We'll get a little cat carrier for Pam. No. In a wheelchair for Liberty. Yeah, oh, right? God. Yeah. I think you'd like Hawaii. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'll go whenever the time is oh, available, but... Um, I saw that uh, that series on Hulu, that one with Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. It's like mm. Murders in This Building or something. Never seen it. It's really cute. You should mm. watch it. On what? Hulu. I don't have it. Oh. But so, thank you. So never mind. But you don't have Hulu? No. I'll give you my password. No. No, you shouldn't say that. Why is that? not going to say his password. Yeah, I won't on. say my password online. Hey, everybody, here's my password. Here's my password. It's one, two, three, four boobies. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yeah, if you want Hulu, it's pretty sick. Yeah, no. Nah. Okay, or don't. <laughs> I had Hulu, but I canceled my subscription. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I tried to give... So if anybody's out there and you Bring have Hulu, Hulu, I think it is um, a really cute show. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, just for everyone who knows too, I won't be here for the next podcast, so it'll be you two uh, holding holding down the fort. And Brandon, you can start the introduction however you want. Nope, you get to introduce it this time. Yes, yep. because but you're gonna um, be leading the chapter next week. Yes, I know. Okay, I'm just letting you know. Thanks for the reminder. Okay, <laughs> so Robert's not gonna be here, but Brandon and I are gonna hold down the fort, and yep. we are going to um, do a fine job. Yep. Yes, we're gonna miss Robert horribly. Yep. You know what can we do? Oh, I was going to say, we can maybe get like a little statue no. and put you right there. No, he's gone. Statue of what? <laughs> no, no, no. no, he's gone. He's, he's not here. <laughs> All right, you guys, if you have any questions or if you want to leave any comments, you can find us. You can do that on my Instagram account, which is gray hair and tattoos. Brandon. On don't die disco on all platforms. Go ahead. Tell me. No, which it's just Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Yay. And Robert is Robert Robert Pike Pike on Instagram and Sherbert on that is why are you doing that? Fucking. If I did that, you would have been so upset. 
Okay, what y'all need to know is Robert just took my cranberry juice, opened the lid, and drank from it directly. So that is now. Don't go chasing water. Bye, everybody. Yeah, bye, everybody. Bye.